Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. 34 car collection. How did we say it taken that out, JP? That's that was Max. Max. Off. Yeah. In comes the 188. AC. Now, this is early. They have not long since been in, have they? Mathieu Dutrey got in that car. They're looking under the front. So I think this is early. The EP Racing bricks. Oh, hang on. Has there been a bit of rubbing? On the inside of there, there was a bit of swarf or something. On the Just behind the upright, yeah. there's a piece of aluminium that's exposed there. And just over the top of the, the disc, it looks like maybe something's been catching. Okay. There was a rough edge there. And I wonder if that's been causing a problem with the inside of the wheel or perhaps the Hankook tyre. Uh, nevertheless, that car is going in. They've got brake discs there. And it looks like they may be going to work doing a brake disc change. Boy, how tight are those garages, by the way? That is very tight to work in there, even on a, a touring car. Working on a prototype or something in there, you'd be squeezed up against them. It's almost like that's not normally a garage, and they yeah. found the, they found a little corridor for uh, AC Motorsport <laughs> to work in. In the corridor? Yeah. It's not a garage door that swings open, it's just a set of double doors that you yeah. have to open up and um, allow the car to back into. But as you say, down the side of the car, there's next to no room at all. When you're trying to do a brake change with red-hot discs, I wouldn't fancy uh, picking that garage out of the hat. So you've got Michael Fassbender for ELMS we next weekend. Yeah, that was confirmed run. a little bit earlier on today. And, yeah, um, signing up for the full season. Following in the footsteps of uh, a well-known racing driver and part-time actor Patrick Dempsey. Indeed so, yeah. Um, we're working our way through Hollywood slowly yeah. in the ELMS paddock. Fassbender narrated uh, a Formula 1 documentary, which I think was just called One, O-N-E. Yes. And if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely fantastic. 188 then is getting some work around the left front. Two very not socially distanced mechanics, but they are, if they're that close, they should be wearing masks. Oh, they're not. They might get pinged for that. That is a, a requirement of being that close in the pit lane. Actually, I say that. The guy who was right next to him has disappeared under the car. So I suppose you might say he's socially distanced. At RSL Understore Studio, coming down to the last 60 minutes. That's really bad news for AC Motorsport because that TCE and TCR class, JP, is so close. Not always on exactly the same pit stop strategy. So there's... All kinds between them, but that's taken them out of contention already. They've lost a, a lap on the, the TCR leader. Lost two laps now on the TCR leader, which is Ivo Broikers up in eighth position. Yes, given the choice whether this happens on a Friday or a Saturday, you choose the Friday because you've still got eight hours of the race that's to true. try and catch it back again. But then again, we did say at the top of the broadcast that the name of the game today is to stay on the lead lap, Certainly and they're going to be a long way away. Uh, from that now in a, as you say closely for it's an upright that's going to have to go yeah, in yeah I, I thought I could see some evidence of something rubbing on the inside of that corner uh, and that would suggest to me then that something's gone out of what either the top mount is playing up 
or the whole shocker has either broken or isn't damping the way it should do and the wheel's been moving around and allowing the wheel to foul on the inside of the of the upright uh, mounting plate or, or the uh, hub mounting plate excuse me we need Bradley in there no, uh, no fluid on the floor to taste but no. lots of uh, wishbones and uh, suspension struts so the old one's out is it already yeah they're having a look at that not happy okay not HP uh, okay El Angemeyer through for right at 49 uh, 48 seconds now the gap back the second then the the Porsche battle into Nissan at that Herbeth 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 no I didn't get a stutter on your connection there Jürgen Heirig being caught at a rate of knots by Ralph Bourne. Not surprising there, but of a disparity in experience and speed between those two drivers. Across the line goes Heirig, and there's Bourne, and he's cut it down. I was about to say it was only four seconds. It's now a second and a half as they go down to the Retifelio. Wow, they're looking at all kinds of settings even on that uh, shocker. Damper, that's it. I think they're trying to take the mounting off. Okay. Well, obviously, the, this has all happened rather unexpectedly, so they don't necessarily have this part prepped and ready to go. And obviously, only want one sec section of it as well. So they want the spring off it, I think. Having to, I yes, think they need the spring. Pop the spring out. Yeah, they look, they've they've popped the spring carrier, and they're desperately trying to wind. They, they're trying to wind the spring off. Why wouldn't you have a spring compressor on that, guys? That's uh, interesting. They're definitely winding the spring down. Down the shock or down the damper. Has that... Right. Oh, yeah. It's bent, isn't it? Well, yeah. So that's the new one about to go on. Yeah. And what they're doing here is they're setting that up. It has it's been massively cross-threaded, doesn't it? Well, that's the, the the one that's come off is the crooked one, yes. and that's why the wheel was catching the inside edge. So my eyes did not deceive me, because it was effectively bringing the wheel in yeah. uh, and the whole suspension arm. So that's taken a clattering somewhere. Under one hour to go before we neutralise the race. Here's the standings. And is it the turn of GT again? Yes, it is. At the top of the shop, it is still Aka Angemeyer for Writer Engineering and for KTM by 50 seconds. Now, a little over that. Herbert Motorsport in second, Jürgen Herring. Uh, about to be overtaken by Ralph Bourne, I would say, by the next time we see them. Stefan House has just crossed the line for the third of the Herbeth machines that's 92 91 93 well we will get them 91 92 93 in a few moments which will help my OCD a bit uh, in fifth position Max Edelhoff for car collection I'm giggling Palmer car collection motorsport is in fifth position and then MP Racing Thomas Gossner back in that car that's the chrome green AMG top ten in seventh Dominic Bastien for speed lover is the best of the cup class cars uh, and then we have the Wachenspiegel team 
Manchow, Ferrari and ERC Bratislava and Speed Lover for your top 10. MDM's the GT4 leader. GTX second place GR Motorsport. A keep for sure been out since lap 16. No sign of the RS coming back. That was a slight hesitation for me because as we click over onto the TCE runners, the leader is actually well inside the top 10. Uh, leading by 12 seconds in their division and class, the Red Camel Jordan.nl is actually in eighth position overall. Uh, in second position, it's NKPP Racing by Baz Couten. Baz Couten, excuse me. Brutal Fish by KCMG has the Honda in third. Then Autorama, the 112 car in fourth. Nordschleifer Racing after a little scare with Daniel Wazinski behind the wheel we thought they might have done some transmission damage but control all delete or something out by the uh, Del Rocha chicane got that car back going when it was leading the whole division by the way so it has dropped back uh, a little way top car sport in six seventh is the second of the Autorama cars uh, that second car again not seen earlier in qualifying but uh, doing a good job AC in the pits and in the garage at the moment with a bent front shock that is being replaced WEC Motorsport going around nicely thank you very much in the E46 uh, that is the TCX third place car and the other wolf power car the number one car they've had some problems it is running that car but they're lost an inordinate amount of time and I can't remember why if I'm honest I think they had an early stop, I seem to remember, but I can't remember whether we ever got to the bottom of why that was. Oh, problems for the Lamborghini again. The Della Rogia chicane. This time he dodges the sleeping policeman and gets back on again in the 7-0-7. That's Matto Kanopka. We have both Kanopkas here. Mero and Matta. Matto. Yes, eight minutes... Is that total pit stop time? The, uh, the last pit stop, won't it? So it had a oh. relatively lengthy last pit stop, but that won't explain why the one car is so far back. I wonder if the 34 has got a little bit of ABS problems. Yeah. Because we've seen it now, what, four times? Maybe five? And different drivers, Different too. drivers now. Max Edelhoff for car collection there. We saw uh, Dr. Johannes having problems at the first chicane as out goes the 188 that's the AC Motorsports car that's a pretty decent damper change they were changing the setup on the spring on that car that's what they were doing measuring it up against the old one yeah but back to the 34 JP Dr. Johannes locked up massively into the first chicane he also nearly outran himself into the second chicane prior to that as well and then missed that chicane again and went through the sleeping policeman and then went through the Della Roche uh, the uh, Retifilio again this time without a lock up and there's Max just gone through there I wonder if they're having a little bit of a sensor issue on their ABS or whether the pedal maybe is what the driver's called icing which is very scary tends not to happen so much with GT3 cars but the older GT4s you hit the brake really hard and you think you're slowing down but actually you're not uh, and what you've got to do is come off the pedal and back on again to get some retardation not sure about that that might have just been a so is that actually the point. system become almost stuttering and just not being able to deal with the speed that you're going into the corner and 
it can sometimes get more zeros than ones, I think. Yeah. Is, it yeah, was yeah. described... The reason I, 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 I've then questioned myself on that, because a GT3 car has a full house ABS race ABS system, where the early GT4s, some of them were converted from road cars and actually sticking a set of slicks on them really confused their ABS modules, um, which then had to be tuned slightly or replaced. But that did look like, that, that's again, he didn't get any hint of locking there, it just looked like he bricked either slightly late and thought I'm not going to try and make the corner or we break at the same place and realise immediately that he wasn't slowing down and at that point your choice is do I try and make the corner or do you run long just give it up and trail break out of it but um, as long as there's nothing there you know like a rich portion and thankfully you know when Kirchhoff had his big one at uh, the first UK but there was a big cloud of of, of, of tyre smoke from that so you're locking up which you shouldn't be able to do on an ABS if you've got your ABS set correctly that's the weird thing about it and and that's what's made me think I I just wonder if they might want to do a systems reset in the morning when they restart that car they might want to do you can plug computers into the car before you restart might want to do a little bit of a, a diagnostic maybe do it at the next pit stop so that it's done over three hours I mean the first hour went at, a hun- at like 180 miles an hour I mean it was ridiculous couldn't believe when the first hour's gone through I that think it's, there's been plenty happening though you know it's still a, a, a relatively smallish field but so much unfolding cars and teams with problems as you would expect oh. in an enduro but also you know Bobbage with a couple of tyre problems yes. as well haven't they that's, that's another car that's lost time but some unscheduled pit stops which has changed the order and, and all of a sudden you think okay we're getting some rhythm to the race and the 93 really establishing itself as the lead car by a couple of laps pretty much three and a half minutes I think it led by at one point and then it gets a puncture puts it back to fourth and we have what is really a surprise leader you know very early on in the run for a KTM GTX concept and 90 laps completed leading by nearly 50 seconds hang on a second I'm getting a phone call here from KTM to tell you to shut up Palmer I know well (laughs) writer engineering did not expect this I'm going to say you know I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're never expected to be leading after three hours okay I don't think they did. Well, I think they, I think that car showed great promise in September last year. They'll have been frustrated that they haven't been out before now yeah. in some respects. Um, it didn't have a faultless... Oh, no, did it? They had two versions of the car, didn't they? They had a GT4 and a GTH Barcelona yes, they did. last year. And... and I can't remember if one of them had all the issues and the other one ran well. I'm pretty sure that, and that wasn't Ryder, was it? That was True Racing, I think, with uh, two of the new and one of the old. Correct. As for Ryder, I don't know whether they've run the GTX at incremented competition. They may have done. I just remember every time Laura Kreimheimer got into that car, it was flying, and she was passing GT3 cars at Barcelona. Yeah. It may be, of course, that Monza suits that car even better. A little bit of dust thrown up at. Less more one, and I don't think that was the BMW that we saw on the scene in the first place there, which is 
right ahead of the, I think that might have been the 91 car. Kicked up the, uh, I don't know. yeah, I think that might have been the 91 or the 101. Oh, hang on, it's Evoy, the 101. I bet it's Evoy, the 101. Another missed first chicken by the 34. Right, well, I hate to say this and I take no pleasure if I am right, but that is looking more and more like brake issues yep. for the 34 car. And the problem with that, JP, is when you have that happen once, you think, oh, maybe I did something wrong. Twice, you think, oh, I'll, I'll just change the brake bias, maybe change the, t- the um, ABS setting a click either way. Maybe just see if that sharpens it up a little bit, makes the pedal feel a bit better. But really, at that point, you've lost confidence. You've lost confidence in the brake pedal. And that is so much of how you drive a GT3 car. Because I would think, down to turn one, the uh, retifelio, you'll be trail braking pretty much to the apex of that with your left foot. And hammering the brake pedal as hard as you can and allowing the ABS to do the work, just feathering off towards the end of it. But getting the car even to rotate and turn in on the brakes there because you're slowing down to such a slow speed for that right-hander at the first part of that chicane. I don't know how these uh, more modern-day GT3s go on for brake pressure, though, as well, because I do remember, you know, 10 years or so ago, in British GT particularly, um, you know, co-drivers getting out and saying to the new driver getting in, you're going to have to pump the brake pedal so many times before you actually want to apply it for then the corner coming up. Uh, and maybe that's the situation with Max Edelhoff currently. He's having to go onto that pedal three or four times before finally then hitting it to stop. And if, it, if that's changing every lap, the amount of times he's got to hit it previously, then it's very difficult to stay on top of. Well, into the pits comes the Audi. First of all, to. to serve a penalty by the looks of things. Yeah, grinds to a halt in the penalty box. One of the team members down there to time period in the penalty box, which is overseen by a team member, but that's an accumulative thing, so you can have been given uh, penalties up until that point. Another almost outbreaking manoeuvre there in t- for the 93 Porsche into the second chicane. Stefan Oust perilously close to the yellow and black sleeping policeman that protect the runoff area. Thankfully, he didn't fall completely off the track and therefore have to go the to the right of the bollard, which sits there, to make sure you don't gain time by taking to the runoff. He'll get away with that just about, as far as track limits are concerned. Through the second Lesmo goes the KTMG Honda. And heads down towards the Ascari chicane. So... Hong Kong outfit with Pepe Oriola, the Spaniard, at the wheel of number 122, running uh, third in the TCE part of the race. Oh. Two Coopers up ahead. Sorry. That's all right. You're getting uh, very, very excited by the line into Ascari. Oh, Pepe Oriola, absolutely fantastic. About 120 board or thereabouts, down three gears, nails, touring car style over the the first kerb and then back up a gear again almost but in fact before he got the car straight and was anywhere near pointing at the exit that's a good car he's got underneath him there and that Honda there is some concern on the faces 
down at Cart Collection Motorsport and there's no great hurry to do anything with that car. That was Gustav Edelhoff, I think, watching on. In the, the Civis, yeah, in yep. the Civis, yeah. Now, well, here's another thought. Is there something rattling around in the driver's footwell that's causing them to struggle with the brake pedal? They're working in the right-hand side, which is the passenger side, of course. But at the moment, no sign of Max Edelhoff getting out of that car. He's sitting relatively impassively. Not much he can do at the moment. I think they're going to give him another drinks bottle. By the way, they're moving on the other side of the car. Right, well, the other thing it could be, but I'm surprised they're there, it could be a shift problem and they're not getting the downshifts. It also helps you slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I would have thought then they'd have been changing a steering wheel maybe and they don't seem to be doing that. They've got a spare battery by the look of it. Mm, okay. Well, then is it cutting out and giving him a scare? Because it hasn't got enough voltage. Well, I'm just guessing now, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, is it some sort of servo that that uh, feeds the ABS that isn't getting the power? It, it will be, but that's hydraulic, so that. Yeah, okay. But uh, electric, you might have electric steering, um, which could be a problem. I, I don't know on the Audi, if I'm honest. But they've definitely brought another battery, battery out. As you say. Uh, I suppose if they've got a in fact they've got a jump pack on that now uh, and a battery charger so they are pushing it away well I am absolutely none the wiser it's not restarting though is it so no. well, and, and I would have thought you how can you well, apparently you can bump start but <laughs> okay so alternator issues then, that not not powering the battery and don't understand why that's making him run long unless it's confusing no. the ABS module and it's not getting enough voltage. I have no clue. But why would it's it keep serious. running long in turn one? I don't think they've solved it. No, 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 no. They're just trying to get it to the finish today, and then it'll go straight to part Fermi. So are they going to have to break part Fermi conditions and take the ten lap penalty to make sure that that car is right for tomorrow? Still sitting in fifth, by the way. Dominic Bastian came in behind them. So they'll desperately want to avoid that 10-lap penalty. I'd, I'd think so. If uh, if you can plug a laptop in tomorrow morning, you know, just to do a You're allowed a to on start-up to do a systems check. Right. And, of course, you know, if you were to find something wrong and very quickly reconfigure a menu of something, then... You know, who's looking not off your shoulder? This. No, no, not at all. I'm condoning that no, at all. Saying, but, uh, you know, like reprogramming a gearbox or something like that. Just see. Just quickly on a USB stick. Just do it on the computer. As part of the startup, you'll you'll run a, a diagnostic check on everything. You have the computer plugged in because it's giving you, among other things, it'll be giving you all the telemetry of the the gearbox, the engine oil and engine uh, water temps, and checking everything else. And things like, interestingly, like the uh, voltage from the, the battery. You are allowed to put a, a separate battery in to, on tomorrow morning as well to get it started up. Uh, this looks like 
regular service for Red Camels in the pit lane. Uh, brought in by Evo. Was that Evo getting there or was that Luke? And who's in it now? Uh, and have they got a bed shocker as well? I think they might have. Evo brought it in. Uh, something's not right within that wheel arch. They're not working. They've got tools as if they were going to do a brake change. Okay. Because they've got a, a bleed. They've got a bleed bottle there to do a brake change. I wouldn't have thought they would have done that on their pit lane. They probably could have if it's only front and that's all they will do. But it looks now as if that is something more serious. And this is a car that has been leading in the TCE category. And the 978's in trouble. That's Dominic Bastian who's just come in from Fuel. And he was leading and up to sixth position for the 991 class. Sixth overall. And that car had to be pushed started. Yeah. down the pit lane and that car's just come in for its normal pit stop did Dominic stay at the wheel of that car I think he did leader is in the pit lane Eike Angermeyer 40 minutes to go that's interesting that's that about car, I was going to say that's all that KTM's been getting 40 to 45 minutes yeah I wonder if they'll splash in half an hour and fill it and brim fill it to start with a full tank tomorrow car's got the pace car's yeah. definitely got the pace I think I'd want to stay out of the pits as long as possible tomorrow you'd say if it was a bigger field you would risk somebody having a bit of a drop or a whoopsie on the restart tomorrow and getting an early code 60 but with a 22 car field 23 if the RS comes back you're not guaranteed to get that so Angermeyer in the fueling area now and yeah we'll presumably get out of the car well, possibly not, but uh, Laura Cryhan would be desperate to finish today off with the pace that she showed. Has everybody been in that car yet? Yeah, they've only got three drivers, right. and Rossina, Angermeyer, Cryhammer is the three from memory. Is that right? Car number 746. Yeah, the right mess is my entry list. You haven't got them in numerical order. Uh, Rosina, Krahema and Angemar. Yeah, absolutely. So they have all been in up until now. Another battery being prepared. That's a Porsche. That's down at Porsche and at... Uh, Herbert. Herbert, yeah. The red light says just saw the driver of the 101 get out. Doesn't have a full face helmet. Is that not required in the series? Um, that would have been one of the Breukers and they favour the rally style helmets Stilo brand I think that has a sort of a wrap around yeah. um, almost like a chin piece that doesn't go all the way around but holds part of the intercom in uh, you see it quite a lot in WRC um, but um, I, I th I'm not sure but I presume that so long as you have a full face, face balaclava on and you've got a hands device that must be fine it wouldn't be my choice, I've got to tell you. I've never raced with an open face helmet in anything. Well, probably the full open face is not permitted, but yeah, uh, true. because you've got that, that uh, piece across the chin, as you say, although not attached on both sides, I think strength-wise, still very, very strong indeed. And uh, Evo's been using that for well, the last ah. few seasons, so it's obviously illegal. Tom Firth has done the digging for us. 
for Bath at Bologna. Tom, thank you very much. I'm in Yorkshire, I think, this weekend. Uh, true racing, Johnny said, ran two GTX KTMs in Barcelona. He was quite right. One ran fine, looking back at the uh, results hour by hour, he says. Finished ninth overall and won the SPX class. The other finished 27th, a few laps down. RTR project ran a crossbow in SP3 the same weekend. Okay. So there were indeed three, and uh, True Racing, you were absolutely spot on, did run the two GTXs in from what would have been second place, I suppose, when they came round. Ralph Bourne. So Ralph didn't get past Jürgen Haring then. Uh, I don't think so. Let me check and see. No, he didn't. I don't think. I think they've been running relatively similar speeds, actually. Yeah, so um, once Jürgen got up the pace. Uh, yeah. We have had uh, nine or eight changes of lead. Uh, Herring got ahead of 93 at the time, Stefan Gurig, because Gurig had the puncture, the rear left puncture. And well, it, well it, it went like this. If, if I may. Of course. Uh, so the 7.46 was leading with Stefan Racina when he got past Gurig, if you remember. Then he had to pit just a few laps later and Gurig got back past and led uh, from 67 to 74 laps. Then Reiter and Eike Angemeyer went through into the lead to lap 95. Angemeyer comes into the pits. Her, uh, Herring leads from 96 to 97 and has now gone through again. Uh, but obviously, also a pit stop not too far away, I would say. That new battery that was being prepared has just been installed in the 91 because it's off the stand and uh, in the car. So it's not just um, one car suffering with no. battery issues, it would seem. And I don't know quite how to explain that. Lack of electricity, I would say. Well, true. There but, is a world but, but shortage of electricity, apparently. I have no clue. The 34 car, you know, you've got to think that it was given a pretty fresh battery to start with. And the 91 has shown no external dramas, like the 34, you know, a bit running out of brakes or similar. But obviously a drop-off in power that I guess can be seen on, the, again, the telemetry data being sent back to the team. And they decided to, during that stop for the 93, Place its uh, onboard power. Rambo bringing that car in. They did do a driver change. It's gone back to Daniel Alleman. Right. The black uh, car with the red detailing. It's been a shortage for an hour. Stintage today. I know Robert started that car. Saving him for tomorrow? Well, yeah, yeah, you've got to think so. And I don't think Alfred Renau has driven the 91, despite him being down on the entry list for it. Hello to Joe Bradley. A new damper being readied for the 101. Yeah, bent left front damper. That's two TCR cars that we've seen with that. Uh, not uh, one Audi, one Cupra, although the same platform. The 188 AC had a bent front left damper as well. So there, there is a curb out there that people are clouting that's fighting back. I'm trying to think which one it is. Probably on the way into Ascari, isn't it? Because, I mean, you said about... Um Pepe Oriola properly attacking oh, that, that curve on the left hit. side. And that's fast through there. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, it, 
it's a third gear entry but then straight up into four it struck me when you pointed it out I thought okay well that's fine in a regular TCR race 10 lapper you know you're going to be smacking the curbs at every opportunity but when these cars are going to last 12 hours you might be starting to regret that after three or four hours of relentless punishment and yeah two very strong car uh, strong favourites for a good result this weekend have sort of been taken out of the equation at least for the time being now I, I wonder does the active ride system that the 101 use make that an easier or a more difficult fix than the AC Motorsport car which has the non-active I won't say passive because obviously they are doing something they are damping the, and re, uh, damping the rebound and the bump the how little of a rear tyre it's on the ground of the 175 as, it, as it's breaking. The outside, what, two-thirds, three-quarters? Harry Hilders leads for NKPP by Baz Kooten Racing in that 175. Uh, we have had the leader of TCR well up inside the top ten, seventh, eighth position, but now with those issues... Top TCR, and therefore the TCE leader as well, is in 12th position. And out comes the 34. So it's been a, a daft 40 minutes, really, and a busy for 40 minutes for the pit crew. A new battery we saw, or at least we thought we saw for the 34, but that clearly didn't fix what was going on after some long running. And by that, I don't mean extra... Uh, fuel mileage I mean running long into the pits another battery there's another battery by the side there so I think they've done another battery in the 34 why that would affect braking I'm not sure unless it was confusing the ABS ECU no, it's all very mysterious there and uh, to uh, find out directly from the team they might not even know actually Joe Bradley seeing the sausage curbs it cost us damage even in the virtual event. Well, there you go. Hello, Bradis. Nice to have you online. Must be a break in Formula One. Don't tell me. Johnny and I are going to sit down and watch the action from Spielberg. Fish, chips and Formula One, later, sir. What's that sound? Oh, I'm sold. Yeah. yeah. And then match of the deer. Even just with the fish and chips. But All right. Match of the day on a Friday. Oh, no, of course. Sure that's going to be possible. No, that's very good. I can yeah. bring you one from earlier in the week. Okay. You've probably seen it. Great. Fish, uh, chips and Formula One later. Uh, more sausage curves at 10, I notice. You know, 8, 9, 10, the Ascari UK. Yeah. So he's back in the curb at 8. And then if you shortcut the, te- uh, the apex at 10, you've got three sausage curves that are um, sideways on. But otherwise, you know, they're all basically right-handers around here. Slow speed chicanes that do involve left-handers, and I suppose you, oh, you could uh, also do what the speed level portion nearly did there and uh, take to the kerb at the Della Roggia, but that was more an avoidance of a TCR car. And this place is brutal on brakes. We mustn't forget that. You know, so many very high-speed to hard stops. The first chicane, the second chicane. Less so at Ascari, but you're braking fairly heavily into the Parabolica as well. And when you've done that for nearly four hours solid, we're at three and a half hours now. And teams really are thinking about final stops for today. Pit, st- pit lane obviously still open at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
because the Jürgen Herring car number 92 has just been brought in for their final stop of the day. Just a, a point of order here. Bradley's trying to tell me that he hasn't been watching Formula One today. Um, I'm sure he has. I'd love to know what Bradis thinks about Mugello getting on the Formula One calendar. We've been talking about that for a few weeks here. But also, by the way, uh, we have had three and a half hours of racing. We started with 22 cars, uh, 23 cars, we've got to 22. In about half of that time, we managed to lose, uh, what, half the Formula One field and ended up with only 11 <laughs> running. And we yeah. lo lost nine cars from Formula One. It all went a bit crazy. On a little tight, short, fast circuit down at Spielberg in Austria. Might try and get Bradders on tomorrow. If we can set up a Skype link or Facebook link. Hello to Steve Drivner. Enjoying the coverage so far, he says. Uh, Tom Firth says, can you uh, add in the cricket highlights after F1 and fish and chips? Good point. Very good point. Missed that today, don't tell me. Hopefully they got a full day's play down say, at the Aegea Sport. There's a bit more play than there was on day one. Yeah. Very much so. But good to have cricket back as well. And There's a certain irony, isn't it, the fact that we had uh, April, May and pretty much all of June with the sun cracking the flags. Yeah. And in July, Ooh, the first yes. day of the Test cricket season, it pours a break. Side by side, into Nisine battle. 91 goes by. And that was a battle, I reckon, for third position overall. Daniel Alleman taking that from Taki Constantinou on his outlap. So Taki on sort of cooler tyres. Less tacky. Very good. Um, yeah, I don't ever like to sit car side by side through the Lesbos. Got you actually almost looked away there, didn't you? It was quite funny. I got, uh, well, my voice went all high-pitched. That wasn't about the cricket, although I'm a big cricket fan. That was more about two team cars completely door handle to door handle through Lesmo 1 but they got through it and now the Ferrari from Wockenspiegel creeping by on the left side as well that's getting a lap back on oh no I don't think no I don't think it is uh, no it's not because it's had tr a troubled run hasn't oh, yeah, it 22 yeah, yeah. It's, get, it's getting a lap back on that car so it's now back on the same lap yeah so tacking down the fourth still in fifth and Rick still Karina Gosner now in the MP Racing AMG. Only four seconds further back. So, Herbert leads Stefan Aust by seven seconds from the KTM of Eike Angemeyer. And then Herbert Motorsport. But Stefan orders a pit stop, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, but I'm we think sure. Aker might m need to make a stop before the end of the race as well if they're going to have anything left in the tank for tomorrow. And I would think they'll be coming in any time soon if they are going to pit. Yeah, there's, there's going to have to be a calculation there as to where they are. I mean, you're never going to be able to get far enough ahead of the car that they're battling at the 93 to be able to take that pit stop and still stay on the, on the league lap unless they just splash it and then get out you know, just before the 93 comes around to complete another lap. This is what I mean about, I was making the point at the start of the day, about, you know, do you finish nine-tenths of a lap, nine-and-a-half-tenths of a lap down from the race leader and gain all of that back overnight because you've stayed on the lead lap, but then you run the risk of fully falling off the lead lap and you don't gain that back overnight, obviously. So it's a question of what you may stand to gain, how much you're 
willing to gamble that risk. But uh, if you can, it's well worth getting a bit more gas in the tank for the so. run tomorrow morning. I say so, really would. I mean, do you think, do you think getting fuel, making sure you've got a full tank for tomorrow morning is worth the risk of losing the lead lap? Well, everybody else has still got to stop, haven't they? It depends where everyone else is in their fuel run. Same run as, yeah. same rhythm as you, yeah. Take the pin now, we'll take it in the morning. True. Second in GTX, ninth in the GT division. Marto Kanopka, not Miro. There are two Kanopkas here. Uh, Corey G has just tweeted at RSL's underscore studio. I'm a computer programmer with a decade of experience, and if there's one thing I know for certain, is that it's that nobody really understands the magic that is APS modules. We just all pray that we don't let the magic leak out. <laughs> Excellent stuff, Corey. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so. A lot. Well, th then a lot. A, a loss of, of of voltage could be having problems, making that car have problems. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but then you know, if you've got ABS problems, that doesn't immediately scream battery, change of battery. No. So, uh, are they just trying to? I don't know. Um, look at all the possible options that are causing that issue. You'd Let's think so. Change the battery first. If it's still a problem, then it's not that. But at least we've dealt with one potential. And, but. We haven't seen the 34 car back in again, so maybe that has cured it. 707. Just gone past, in fact. Just gone past, Max. Ever more golden evening yeah, light here at Monza. And that was represented so well on the game mechanics of iRacing earlier on in the, uh, in the year. Two months ago, was that? we did the virtual 12 hours of Monza in one big... Um, one big... Uh, block of time whereas here it's got to be split up because of the noise restrictions but uh, yeah ever more evocative if you can get that here in Monza and of course that iRacing version of ECO Motorsports event was run on the original weekend because you can bend time in the virtual world it was run on the 27th of March so a lot more darkness as well because the clocks had changed at that point it is uh, the VCO Spa at 24 Saturday and Sunday Ben Constantjuris and uh, Nick Damon as well as the Racebot TV team taking you through that see the event website for details and two rounds of NLS this weekend as well first time there's been a double header 150 something on Saturday and 130 something 13 cars difference I wonder if those 13 didn't realise there was another race on Sunday or whether they all need to nip home and do family stuff. I'm not entirely certain. Uh, but it's uh, Bruce Jones and Peter Snowden who'll be taking the duties on that. RS3 and Sound and Vision on Saturday and they'll take over from us on RS1 on Sunday because we'll be sitting with our feet up somewhere catching up on motorsport and football. My goodness, made there's plenty of Double header of IndyCar this weekend from uh, Road America which I'm very much looking forward to one of my favourite tracks hope you decide to spend some of your weekend with us here at Monza 450 Tom and Tim Coronel and Jan Yap on Vaughan Rom Jan Yap on Rom and the M4 BMW I think you'll find that Tim and Tom have been uh, 
following that Porsche, then they unfollowed it, and then they're following it again. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I tend to call Van Roon uh, just JJ. JJ. As he's known to his mates. All right, okay, that's big, good. Big Leto fan as well. Okay. Um, top Car Sport heading into second chicane. Speed level Porsche. Vaguely the same sort of area as well. Yeah, let's more warm now. So the speed lover Porsches getting on they are first and second in class there's only two in the 991 division and actually Dominic Bastian in the top 10 overall sixth position he's doing great and that was with the push start out of the fuel remember that car yes. seems a bit recalcitrant uh, get the uh, fire in the belly of the 978 underneath the old circuit down to Mascari breaks nice and early he's got the Honda ahead of him from KCMG Taking went near as much curb as the touring cars. That's a nice line through there, but see how much longer he had to wait before he got on the throttle. You can hear it as well, JP. Whereas when uh, Pepe Oriola was in there, he turned in and just nailed the middle curb yeah. and was on the throttle from there on. Vokic Beagle Ferrari in the pit lane. Looks like a regular stop, JP. Yes. Is there a bit of a front splitter chunk missing out of that car, or is it uh, part of the design? Difficult to tell from that angle, but, uh, yeah, much quicker pit stop than we had earlier on. That car, sadly, has had two separate rear-left punctures, which has really put that car back for, uh, down the field, although still running in eighth. Hendrick still bringing the car in. It was in and out so quickly. I'm sure Hendrick stayed at the wheel, uh, returning to the race now. So that's their splash or that their top of a fuel done in readiness for hour five tomorrow morning. Uh, and that BMW number 450 taking a warning for Tom Coronel at the exit of Ascari for track limits. I do like how. Um, it's presented on the screen to the teams and, uh, and how well-mannered it is. Car 450 failed to manage track limits at Turn 10. Warning. Yeah. Yes. Failed to manage. Treating all of the competitors within this race with respect. Uh, with respect well, that they deserve. That's the crevent that is the preventing way, though. I mean, Completely. all joking aside. Yeah. You've sat in the driver's meeting. I've sat in the driver's meeting as a commentator and as a driver. Leisure in as well. Now, how's the Ligier doing? It was leading the TCE class. I know it looks like a GT car. It's a GT car, really, but its performance is down uh, among the sort of lap times of the TCE machines. It's running in TCX second in its class. It's not even leading TCX at the moment. Oh, dear. Uh, that is Autorama and the 211 car. So that 226, Regis brought that car in for Nordschleifer Racing. The red mist has descended in the 188 car. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that earlier on, which I thought that was fantastic. Driving with rose-tinted spectacles. Very good. Let's get them all out now, because it'll be fixed by tomorrow. Well, we think that was when he hammered the kerbs, didn't we? It's sort of a, like a rose for the sponsorship of that car. The SP, by the way, is Stefan Perra. Yeah. So that's his business. And um, I just wonder whether that's deliberate. They've just dropped a kind of rose gel into nice. the camera. Um, but uh, it looks a little bizarre. But can, can you make Monza even better looking with that tint of pink? Not sure. Pepe Oriola in from third in the TCE and TCR division and class. He's staying in the car. Now, this is interesting. This is 18 minutes to go. 
I've got the messages up to see when the pits close. So I'm guessing it must be 15 minutes. Surely it's not 10. Alan Process says, sorry I'm late. Pesky work getting in the way of Full Metal Motorsport. There's only 20 minutes left. Can we do something about this? Ah, the Leisure's got the engine cover off. If only you could watch or listen again to all of this coverage. Oh, you can. Well, that's a, that's the good thing, Alan. If stop list, stop watching now, and if you've got nothing better to do this evening, I think you can rewind the player, can't you? On the uh, 24H series site, I've got a feeling yeah. it's got a DVR yeah. uh, feature on it. Be surprised. So if you've just if you're getting to this again later on tonight, Alan, well done for finding it and rewinding it. <laughs> Having got in from work for nearly four hours ago and now just catching up. And you're right, there still is just 17 minutes to go. Must be about quarter to midnight with you. <laughs> uh, oh dear, this is not the uh, drive shaft. That the Ligier, oh, this is what you said about hammering those I did. sleeping policemen on the runoff. Uh, up and it's at the, the left hand side as well. Roger Chicane, yeah. And they had gearbox and drive shaft issues. And remember, they were swapping drive shafts. Like, God bless you at Barcelona. Well, that's a, a, sensor. a sensor of some description, eh? Where's that going in? On the gearbox. Mm. That's fiddly, isn't it? Well done. Yeah. Torque driving. Nicely done. Bradley, what's he doing? <laughs> Bradley up, up in Sunderland watching that. I have no clue. Right, it's got to be some part of the gearbox actuator or it's, it's right there on the diff and the gearbox and it's something that the, has been replaced because the, either it's failed and it's put the car into a limp mode or it's something that's stopping the car either shifting gears or doing something in that area it's right on the gearbox that right in the gearbox and the diff I wonder if it's been stuck in gear, gear position sensor, something like that. Yeah, maybe. Don't know. I mean, it's all tracking back to the, feeding back to the steering wheel, isn't it? Because they're, they're in yeah. the cockpit there, checking that it's changed things on the dash or on the steering wheel itself. Mm. Come on, Bradley, you were tweeting in earlier on. Well, at least the drive shafts are all right. Yeah, that's well, that's good. A job to yeah, it was, out. wasn't it? They got pretty good at it at Barcelona, I say it, remember. Ian McCarthy says, I love the rose-tinted onboard and the 188 they see motorsport car. I wonder if their rear-view camera is this year's model, the Hindsight 2020. Very good. Very good. You've won today's internet. Very good, Ian. So, 15 minutes to go. 15 minutes and 27 seconds. eye on the leaders in class Johnny and see where we are six seconds between first and second Stefan Austin, Edgar Angermeyer Porsche versus KTM I, I thought the KTM was going to be stretching to get to the end from 40 odd minutes away but clearly they seem happy there's not going to be much fuel left though in that KTM because there's, no, there's no sign at all of Iker taking it easy with the loud pedal He's trying to stay with the Herbert Porsche as much as possible. But bear in mind that 6.3 seconds will disappear overnight and they'll be next to one another on the restart grid. So 
Herbert have now led the race since lap number 96. Okay. Two different cars, in fairness. 92 and 93. 108. Actually working 109 now. Yes, the... So the 92 ah. has led, hasn't it? And the 93, but the 91 yet to find its way to the sharp end. Uh, no, uh, Daniel Alleman led the race for three laps, four laps at, from lap 43. Oh, stop cycle. Maybe. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, Ligier in the garage. Hence your exclamation yeah. to the negative. Not happy. No. That's a shame. I love that car. I, I like the whole concept of it. It's, I think it's possibly, if I'm brutally honest, it's possibly a little bit more expensive uh, than it, it needs to be. Sorry, that, that doesn't sound right. Uh, I'm sure it's a beautiful bit of engineering. Everybody's got to make money out of it. But I think given what it is competing against, and you can buy a TCR car for €130,000 ready to go, and you can pick up a second-hand one for you know, probably under 90,000 euros. Mm. It's over 200,000 euros, that car. That's a lot of money mm. um, for the performance level that it sits at. But I like the concept. I really do. Not dissimilar, really, to Mark cars. Just yeah. got a different way about it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Mark cars offering one or two, or at least in the early phase, with a Mark 1, different body that's shapes. That's right, yeah. Put on top, whereas obviously Ligier locked in to... Be uh, a JS2. Oh. Uh, yeah, running in both one make championships and also you can bring it for much longer distance racing. Here's KTM GTX concept out of the first chicane. What a race already it's been. To for the them. lead of the race as well, because the uh, number 93 choosing to pit on ah. that lap and get uh, fuel in the belly prior to tomorrow so they're going to take the hit now Iker Angermeyer though staying out come in next time around I think I think that car's in next time around the Valvoline car it, I, I, I'm not sure it can get to the close of play tonight yeah. uh, on the fuel that it's got yeah it would have a couple of laps lead but you know cough splutter in the morning maybe have to take an early pit stop although Potentially, nobody at the pits in the morning. Everybody backed up. Still a lot of traffic. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It really is. Well, I think now that your main rival has pitted, that gives you... They've got the pace. ...the possibility to do that as well. That KTM has got... And don't forget, you don't have to do a driver change. You could put the same driver in tomorrow. You could put your fastest driver in. It's a, a reset in terms of your drivers tomorrow. If they're going to pit, it has to be this time around because they'll be under 10 minutes next time around. And I'm sure that's when... I'm sure that... I haven't made that up, have I? Closing the pit lane. When you said it earlier on, I was scratching my head because I didn't remember that rule. But that's not to say it doesn't exist because there are plenty of regulations I've forgotten in my time. Bradley is... Uh, he says Bradley likes the fact that was he thinks that was a gearbox actuator on the Leisure and then he came back with action uh, possibly he said <laughs> so that was about as uh, about as positive as we were about that did the KTM come in no stayed out and Herbeth is already back out again 
So was that just a quick splash of fuel for Stefan Oust? Um, it was a 1 minute and 48 second stop, so yes. Falkenspiegel do their fastest lap of the race last time around. Henrik Still. Impressive. 152.5, fastest GT car on the, cl- on the circuit last time around by a couple of tenths. And by a couple of tenths to Herbert's, uh, Herbert's Daniel Alleman and everybody else miles away from that. And and reason being, he's right up the tailpipes of which car is that? That is the 93. Now that's important because he's trying to get a lap back. Really important. Out of the final chicane and going up the right-hand side, the 93 Herbert car still getting up the pace on its outlap. 9:42. Check the switched messaging again. Well, nothing about the pits lane closing. Um, to be honest, if you're, if you're Stefan Oust, uh, I would let the, the 22 car go because it's so many laps down. Um, the Ferrari's completed, just done 103 laps, whereas the 93, 110. Yeah. So the wise thing for me would be, especially as Henrik still is finding a lot of pace late today just uh, allow that Ferrari through that's exactly what Stefan Oust has done the reason he's trying to do this is because uh, Corinna Goshner has just come back out of the MP racing car pit lane now penalised there we go ah, okay. so there right. we go yep. it was 10 minutes or maybe 9 minutes then so Angermeyer can't now come in Angermeyer now can't come in without a penalty nobody can come in now without a penalty so Corinna Goshner's just got back out in front of Udrich still, and that is a battle for seventh position, and and Dominic Bastian, no, he's a lap ahead. So Bastian in the speed of a car back up to uh, sixth position, uh, and the best of the cup cars, of course. I thought I had made that up. I'm struggling to, to work out the, the, the thought process from Ryder here now. Why did they not bring that KTM in? Because the thing is, yes, they'll start tomorrow a clear lap ahead of everybody else but actually the results tonight will probably read a lap and a half maybe between Angermeyer and Oust and Oust will gain that half lap back because you start Correct. exactly a lap apart you know irrespective of the change Correct. in the time um, it's just a clear lap and you're going to lose over a lap as soon as you come in for fuel oh, so, yeah. so the net result is that Oust is going to be well ahead by maybe and a it, couple and of it, minutes. And if you look, Johnny, the three Herbeth cars are within 30 seconds of each other yeah. and all on the same lap. So they effectively will will start in their grid positions, but one lap down on the leader. This is a slight mistake. Well, Reiter are a good team. That car, how long has Eike Angemeyer been in that car now? Um, uh, Nearly 90 minutes, an hour and 25. I've got him down as the stint length, and that's minus any time he's been in the pits. I don't think he's a clear lap ahead of Oust here. No, because he's, he's, but he's, it's uh, only a minute and 44. So with the pit stop, Oust has stayed on the lead lap. Yeah, 93. I think they've done a time pit stop and just banged fuel in and left the tyres on. I and don't they, think they've changed tyres. And they're going to gain. Um, they're going to gain about 105 seconds. So, who do we think is a lap down then? Definitely 
car uh, car collection. There are several laps down. But the top out of the top four, uh, Taki's a lap down, mm. Allemann's a lap down, Oust is not a lap down. That's the way I read that at the moment, not by about 10 seconds. So as you say, I mean, they, they, they've uh, had their cake and eaten it at Herbert Motorsport because they've eaten said... Eaten come back for seconds. They've said, let's get the car fueled, let's not fall off the right. lead lap. And they are... Oh, well, I talked about nine-tenths of a lap. They're about nine-tenths of a lap behind Baker well, Just exiting the Ascari Chicane. Yeah. And right behind them, any second now, we should be able to see the KTM. So they're both on the back straight at the same time. What's the lap times? 54.5 for Reiter, 55 flat for Stefan Oust. So... This is, this is the battle now in the next five minutes. Stefan Oust has got to keep hitting his marks and cannot lose another seven seconds. He's about seven seconds ahead of going that full lap down. And that's all. This is what KTM are gambling on right now. That Eike Angermeyer can ring some performance. Last lap, 54-5. Against the 54-9, half a second again. Stefan Aust, you know, that car's got four seconds more pace in it, but not with Stefan Aust driving the wheels, no disrespect to Stefan, he's doing a cracking job. Fastest lap of its race for Max Edelhoff in the 34 car collection car. That battery has solved its problems. I think so. Yeah, 51-1, fastest GT car by a country mile last time around. By a country mile. The best lap for the KTM is a 53-0, and they're running at 54-5. So we've seen them running in the 50 early to mid 54s for a long time with Angermeyer. In fact, with all the drivers on. So they are getting much closer to their optimum pace all the time. Alleman and Const Constantinou are both off the lead lap as it stands right now. But the other Herbeth car, the 93, the new car for this weekend, if you like, I reckon still on the lead lap, but barely. Now on the run down to Ascari. Four minutes to go. And the 978 Speed Lover Porsche is in between No, where is the 746, no, the 746 has cleared that traffic. So the 746 clears the traffic. So that's a clear run now for Angermeyer. 40, 53-9 last time around. 54-6, it goes the other way because of the traffic, you see. Yeah, well, it was only half a second anyway, so Angermeyer was never going to close the gap uh, to a fast enough rate. Needed to be closer to a second a lap, really. Look behind. Just put the 91 Alleman back in lap. So that's that's what they were doing. Now, Alleman is lapping at roughly... Well, he's lapping a bit quicker than the leader. So Alleman, actually, I'll put that the wrong the other way around. Alleman's trying to get back on the lead lap here. So the dark Porsche chasing down the... Writer Engineering KTM, the Valvoline car, is trying to get back on the lead lap. This is quality stuff. 
just over two and a half minutes to go. We're going to have this lap and one more. Here comes Alleman up the inside and makes quick work indeed. Of he's, gone but he's gone wide out of the second Lesbo into the gravel briefly and didn't therefore have the drive off the corner that was required. But Eiker Angemeyer almost saw the rate of knots that Alleman was approaching and went, well, after you, sir, because you'll never make the corner. And so it proved. So Angemeyer... Uh, keeps the race lead he was going to do that anyway because Alleman was just trying to get the lap back again good drive off uh, the exit of the second Lesmo up the inside but Ike Angemeyer hits the brakes at the right point and Alleman just missed it Alleman very lucky not to park that car in the gravel there shows how hard he's pushing though to get this uh, lead lap back again so that we get three cars by the end of this first chunk of the race on the lead lap. Are we getting excited about this? Remember, last lap board's just got out. Last lap board has just gone out. We get excited about this. This is the only the first third of the race, remember. We've got eight hours more of this tomorrow. Our podium ceremonies at the end of that part. Mike Nash tweets at RSL underscore studio. Right, they're clearly hoping for an early code 60 tomorrow. Yeah, but they'd only be able to take half of the fuel load. But yeah. You know, there's been so few code 60s. So last lap of the race. Angermeyer still with breathing room to put all bar one of the Herbeth Motorsport cars eh, lap down. Uh, where is the second place car? That's the number 93. Oh, it's tantalisingly close. Mm. They've only just got this wrong. They're both on the run now down towards Ascari. Alan's going to have a great chance on the last few sequence of corners. Either, well, he wouldn't try and move into Ascari, I wouldn't think, but into the Parabolica if they get a good run down the back straight, which is exactly where Stefan Aust is now in the second-placed car for Herbert Motorsport. So he's not on his last lap yet. No. He'll be on his last lap when he crosses the line this it's time around. around. And the battle we need to see is coming up to Ascari now. And here's Alleman. And the leader is defending. They know. Eike Angermeyer knows he can't let that Porsche through. Alleman's going to have a look in the inside into the Parabolica. Isn't able to do it. Can he do it on the sprint? Now the 93 car starts its last lap. And look behind Johnny Palmer because which car comes out? It's going to be very close indeed. There's the end of the first four hours. And there are only two cars on the lead lap. But exactly as JP was talking about earlier on, he had nine-tenths of a lap on the field on the next car back. That'll be wiped out tomorrow. And that KTM is in nowhere near as good fuel situation as the 93 Herbert car. This is going to be mouthwateringly, strategically brilliant tomorrow. I think it is, and no doubt about it, that KTM's going to have to make an early start for the crucial juice that you need to start to uh, complete the first stint. You've got to think that those down at Writer Engineering concentrated so much on the development of the KTM GTX haven't been paying close enough attention to Creventic races in the last 12 to 18 months because Herbert Motorsport, from a strategic point of view, never miss a beat. And, you you know, the car they're up against pits. You have time to react and also pit, and they miss the opportunity. I think they'll live to regret that early tomorrow morning. 
Great uh, awareness by the marshals and thanks to all the marshals at Monza and further afield who are working this weekend, both here in the UK with a busy uh, weekend of national motorsport internationally, of course, with Formula One, IndyCar as well this weekend, a double header for them and the Nürburgring NLS. Uh, a lot of marshals out this weekend and I have been speaking to the British Motorsport uh, Motor Racing Marshals Club uh, about marshalling and with this compressed schedule with all the series trying to get everything in before the end of the season there's a lot of pressure yeah. on marshalling and officials so don't burn yourselves out ladies and gentlemen and uh, make sure you get your rest because I'm rather thinking that you could probably be marshalling every weekend not that that isn't always the case but there's some very big events that are clashing this year so right to engineering and Eike Angemeyer come home uh, effectively 1 minute 43 seconds ahead of Herbeth Motorsport. That will be wiped out. We're st I'm still waiting. No, that car has. I was just waiting to see if Stefan House came through. He has. So that you've worked so hard and built yourself a 1 minute 43 second advantage as they head into Park Fermier. Big wide swing from the back straight. But that will be wiped out. So as they start tomorrow, the 746 KTM and the 93 Porsche will be on the front row. And the gap between them will be the gap between them. Yeah, which is nothing. Everybody else is a lap down or more. The next two Herbert's cars are one lap back. Then it's uh, six laps back to car collection. In fifth, one further lap back to Max, to Dominic Bastian, who's the best of the Cup class cars. And they're on the same lap as the Mercedes AMG of MP, the Ferrari 488 of Wockenspiegel, who were pushing really hard. Uh, and the Lamborghini's the next car. That's a GTX car, and that's a further lap back. Let's just confirm all that for you before we take our. Evening break and back in the morning, of course, with some uh, Formula Renault races as well. Starting at the top of the shop. So forget the 143.7. That's going to disappear tomorrow. Front two will start on 116 laps completed. With 115 laps completed, it's the next two Herbeth cars. 110 laps completed, the 34 car collection. 109 laps completed, Speed Lover. This is the best way to do it, isn't it? Also on 109, MP Racing and Volkenspiegel, the Mercedes and the Ferrari. 108 for ERC Bratislava. The leader in TCE will get to in a little while. So everybody is lapped down on the GT field. And uh, a full 100 laps back after stopping on lap 16 for the Akeem for sure. We've not seen that car back out again. GT4 leader is MDM Motorsports, the Coronels and JJ Van Rijn for that. In TCE, uh, there'll be a gap between the back of the GT fields and the TCE. But just, just for a little bit of... Uh, for. So to get this right, Harry Hilders brought that number 175 home in 10th overall. They have completed 107 laps. Now, on 106, but only 133, 1 minute 33, I think Autorama will start on the lead TCE lap. But now, 
two or three. I think Top Car might be still on the lead lap as well, actually. When that all shapes out tomorrow, we'll, content, we'll, we'll get that for you. Then the Honda, I think, is the first car off the lead lap. Uh, and then Autorama is also laps down. Both Autoramas. What a great run, by the way, by the 211, which we've hardly seen today. That's the X. Uh, Jordan Red Camel car, which finished second, we believe, at Silverstone in the 24 hours. Then the number one car, defending series champions. That issue for the left-hand side front shock absorbers for both the 101 and the 188 cost them three laps to their leading to the leading car in class, and that is going to be very difficult for them to get back tomorrow. Both cars with bent front. Le uh, front left shock absorbers yeah Johnny Palmer quick final thought from you before we wrap up uh, and head on uh, sorry just should mention WEC Motorsport have had a clear run that e e E46 M3 has been running fine not so much the case we think a gearbox sensor for the JS2 uh, R Ligier uh, let's uh, uh, just remind everybody, we're back tomorrow and you can join us then when the leading two will start on the front row. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.